Welcome to the Youth Sports Safety Update, produced by the Jacksonville Sports Medicine Program in Jacksonville, Florida. The Jacksonville Sports Medicine Program is a nonprofit advocacy organization that is partnered with local schools and sports programs to promote best practices for safety in sports for more than 37 years. Our mission is dedicated to youth sports safety through awareness, advocacy, and injury prevention. I'm your host, Bob Sefcik, Executive Director of the Jacksonville Sports Medicine Program and a certified athletic trainer with over 29 years experience in the high school, clinical, and professional sports settings. Please subscribe to our podcast and live stream and also check out our website at jacksmp.com for more important information about youth sports safety and our special programs. Good morning and welcome to our broadcast today. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about a very important topic in the world of sports medicine and that is asthma and we have a very special guest going to join us, a special educator, asthma educator from the Player Center for Child Health at Wolfson Children's Hospital. Uh, Please welcome uh, Carrie Smith joining us today. Carrie is a good friend of ours uh, at the Jacksonville Sports Medicine Program, a good personal friend and an extraordinary educator. Welcome aboard, Carrie. Thank you, Bob. Thank you so much for having having me and Happy New Year to everyone. Happy New Year to you as well. So I know time is precious and we have uh, some things to discuss today and certainly uh, asthma is a hot topic, so to speak, in the sports world. Uh, we know that we want our kids that have asthma to be participating to their fullest extent, but yet we have some uh, certain precautions that we put in place for those athletes, and uh, we want to make sure that their experience in sports is very positive. So from a standpoint of education, uh, you know, when we think about asthma, parents, and sports, what's beneficial for a parent to know uh, so they can help facilitate a positive experience for their kids that want to play uh, sports at the high school or youth levels? Well, I think you have to remember asthma is classified as a chronic disease. So when you have a child with a chronic disease, you have to make sure that you are getting that annual physical exam to start their season off safely. Um, At that appointment, it's a great time to review your child's medications. Asthma um, is classified in different intervals. You have intermittent asthma, you have mild to moderate, and for some some patients, you have severe asthma. So understanding where they fall in that classification, and then after you've gone to that appointment, then at that point, you can take that plan that you've received from your pediatrician to your child's athletic trainer. If you don't know if your child's school has an athletic trainer, ask, because that way you can be um, directed to the right hands and to the right people that understand what your child's asthma management plan looks like. And then at that point, it also allows the student athlete to understand that they also need to be communicating their signs and symptoms to their athletic trainer and also their coach. That's some great guidance, and, and I think you really emphasize the team approach to it. It's not only the student-athlete who has asthma, uh, but it also involves the parent. It also involves the other resources that, that might be available within the school, and you brought up the, the word athletic trainer. Um, you know, we'll have a, a separate section uh, and a separate broadcast on athletic training, but parents should know that athletic trainers are healthcare providers, and that's why they're in place in the schools to not only help 
these kids manage some of their asthma uh, action plans, so to speak, but also to keep other kids safe. And, and all, the ultimate goal is is to have everybody have a positive uh, injury-free experience. So, so great advice there, Carrie. Thank you very much for mentioning the athletic trainer and encouraging parents to seek out who that person is in, in their high school settings. Uh, keeping on our topic of asthma, though, uh, we're we're in this pandemic and something that you and I have never experienced before. Uh, but it, uh, uh, amidst this uh, continued pandemic, uh, we're in the winter sports season still. Uh, I've been reminded by our schools that spring sports are knocking on the door. So again, as an asthma educator, what are some things that you can suggest to parents and student athletes to best prepare them for success amidst this pandemic and and trying to implement the safeguards that are in place for the rest of uh, the student athletes out there and the general public? Well, the first thing I would recommend is do not let your guard down. I think that is so important. Um, We've been dealing with this for many months at this point. And so that fatigue starts to set in, especially with students. Um, They're tired of hearing their teacher and their coach say, put your mask up, put your mask up. So be a leader. This is the time for that student athlete to be a leader. Continue to follow the CDC guidelines along with the FHSAA guidelines. They are changing. We know CDC updates are periodically coming out. So when you know that you need to be wearing a mask on the field, then do it. Right. Um, it's sometimes it's definitely hard to compete with the mask. But when you hit the sidelines, it's that time to make sure your mask is properly fit where it's the bridge of the nose is covered down underneath the chin, that you have a good tight seal, that it is secure. Um, the mask shouldn't be down on, around the neck. That's kind of not helping the situation because the goal is that you don't want your season to be interrupted. And so, again, leading by example, wearing the mask when you're able to, and we know we don't live where it's perfect, but make the efforts that are in place to keep your season protected. That's again, once again, great, great advice. Uh, I I know that you know that I serve on the FHSA Sports Medicine Advisory Committee. Uh, So this has been a debated topic uh, and in somewhat heated discussion throughout this entire pandemic, trying to provide the best advice and the best guidance for our schools and student athletes. And ultimately, everybody wants everybody to have a very uh, lengthy season, a successful season, and and, and a a productive season. We certainly don't want to see any shutdowns. So uh, again, you and I have shared offline and uh, through other conversations that sometimes some very simple principles, you know, washing the hands, wearing the mask, uh, really can help mitigate some of the spread of these, uh, you know, contag- this contagious disease, and and will really help our kids to be able to to be able to participate every single day. We've noticed that some schools have quickly shut down their programs um, or, or interrupted them. Uh, I, I should say that's probably a better way of saying it uh, because of. Uh, concern that that kids have been exposed to the virus or, you know, cert, uh, some kids are, are testing positive or it's within, you know, classrooms and things like that. But again, we all have a part in it. And I'm glad you just pointed out those very simple things. Just, just you know, uh, be smart, be simple, be a leader, and, and we're going to see uh, some great sports competition. Excellent. Thank you for those comments. Um, All treatments are not the same. 
Okay. Can you share some guidelines uh, when it comes to inhalers and spacers and medications that students may have? Um, sometimes we hear about kids that forget to bring their inhaler and what to do in, in those situations. But, but how do we make sure that that important medication is readily accessible to a student athlete? Um, when are they supposed to have that? When are they supposed to take that? What, what are some guidelines you can provide to parents and student athletes out there? Absolutely. Again, having a plan. Um, your medication, if you are an asthmatic, you should always have your medication on hand, whether that's in the classroom setting or you've hit the field or you're in the weight room. You have to be proactive to make sure that you are maintaining your disease control. And asthma affects different kids differently. Um, it can be different triggers. And so being prepared, um, most kids are pretty familiar with, with what this is called. This is called a, a meter dose inhaler. Um, this actual inhaler is classified as your rescue, your fast acting bronchodilator. So when the, when the medication is administered, you breathe it in deeply and it opens up the bronchial tubes. Again, this is classified as rescue, all right? A lot of times, some athletes with exercise-induced bronchospasm would need to take the rescue medication 20 minutes before their activity begins. So that doesn't mean once they've hit the field to take it, they need to pre-medicate prior to the activity. Um, with the medications, most of these um, containers, this is called the boot um, with the actual canister, but on the back of the boot, there is a certain set of numbers. Okay, sorry, mom. No, got it, got it. I, I always love navigating that camera. <laughs> the, the numbers here on the back, and that's called your dose counter, and that's exactly what it does. It counts the doses down, so that way you can't have the reasoning, oh, I didn't know my inhaler was empty. You look at the back, be proactive. That's what being managed asthma looks like and having the plan. Also, too, we um, always encourage with use of the meter dose inhaler that the athlete uses a spacer. Um, if you don't have a spacer for your athlete, you can always um, reach out to me and I'll provide my contact information at the end of today's segment. But um, an athlete, a patient in general, anyone with asthma, they receive about 70 percent better delivery of the medication with use of the spacer. The spacer, really what it helps do is to coordinate the delivery um, versus just putting the medication into the throat. It's just going to hit the back of the throat versus the spacer lets the medication have time to travel down to reach the deep parts of the airways where it's going to be most beneficial. Wow. I learned something new every time I, I, I get a chance to talk with you and, and, and certainly your guidance for our parents and student athletes and even our athletic trainers is is very welcomed. And, uh, you know, it, as I look at some of our textbooks, I look at some of our journal articles and things like that. And, and knowing that asthma is one of the top deadliest risks of sports, it really, you know, uh, helps us hone in on what our responsibilities are. Once again, is the sports medicine team as the team that surrounds that student athlete and trying to keep uh, them safe on the field and their experience as, as positive and productive as possible. So, so again, thank you for sharing those words of guidance. Um, I'm going to hit you with one more, and it's, it's somewhat related to COVID-19 again. Well, it's directly related to COVID-19 again, um, but we can expand it just a little bit. Um, so returning to sports 
after an illness. Now, obviously, asthma deals with our respiratory system. COVID-19 is something that is a, uh, 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 you know, affecting our respiratory systems. But any cold or flu uh, type virus can also uh, affect our respiratory system. So what's the best way that we know that that kids are going to be safe when they return to play? Sometimes we don't have these parameters in place, so to speak. We, we do a very good job, I think, with concussion, and we have a, an algorithm and a systematic way of, of ensuring a, a safe return to sports, but we don't necessarily have that for a, a general illness or, or now this worldwide pandemic of COVID-19. So what are some guidelines that you can um, share with us about h- how are we sure that the kids are going to be safe once they return to play if they've been uh, tested positive for COVID-19 or even have quarantined or, or maybe even just have a, a, a common cold? Oh, gosh, Bob, such a great question. And again, I think asthma is so generalized um, for a lot of um, parents and caregivers and even coaches and athletic trainers. Oftentimes when I work directly with the athlete, they'll tell me, oh, Miss Carrie, it was just my asthma. It's no big deal. But it is your breathing. It affects your oxygenation, um, the things that are happening physiologically inside the body when the student cannot breathe. And so although it's not a requirement after an asthma exacerbation or a lot of times the attack occurs, um, but I highly recommend as an educator that you need to have that conversation Yes, when the event is occurring, but what are the plans? What are the steps to prevent that exacerbation from occurring again? Um, So, again, it's highly recommended that you see the physician after the event has taken place, that you have the refills on your medications. As far as COVID, again, with all the things that we've heard so much about, there's a lot of other things that could be potential causes for concern when it comes to COVID. Um, You know, we recently heard about the athlete, um, the basketball player that had the cardiac issues that were related to COVID when he was, you know, diagnosed and pre-exposed earlier in the year. So again, you just don't want to have things that could potentially follow through the cracks and then be of effect to you further down the road in the coming months ahead. So again, the theme of today is communicating to your physician, having a plan, taking that plan to the people that can help manage and that way you can stay protected. Excellent, excellent, excellent advice there. I'm I'm glad I have the the, the most important person uh, in the asthma world, in my opinion, right now uh, on our show today. So, um, with that being said, to close, what am I missing? What what question did I forget to ask you, or what what what's on top of your mind as far as other things that we should be aware of, as far as asthma goes, that you feel is important to talk about in these next uh, few minutes uh, of our show? Well, I think Bob, um, as an asthma educator, I where I thrive is being able to have a relationship with that asthmatic. Um, so many times, especially with our middle school and um, high schoolers, they feel embarrassed that they have asthma. And I always try to encourage them to tell them, you're going to be a better performer on the field for you and for your teammates if your asthma is controlled. Asthma is a chronic illness that can't be cured. 
but again, can be controlled. And having the things, the spacer involved, the asthma action plan, the communication, that's going to help keep their disease where they can do 100% and, and probably a lot more than they could have by not telling people that they had asthma. So again, it's okay to talk to your coach. Your coach wants to know what they can do to also help you as an athlete. Um, so don't be embarrassed. Um, understanding that asthma is something that's going to be with you lifetime. I think there's a lot of myths that um, athletes or, or patients in general that are diagnosed with asthma are going to outgrow their asthma. If you are truly diagnosed with asthma, you're never going to outgrow it. But again, having control of what the disease management plan looks like. Once again, great dialogue, great information, Carrie. I really appreciate that. Um, do me a favor. Talk uh, just a couple minutes. Tell, tell us about your role uh, within the Player Center for Child Health and, and what you do over at Wolfson Children's Hospital. And uh, I know our, our producer, Jim Mackey, is going to be uh, posting up some contact information in case anybody uh, has any questions directly for you. But tell us a little bit about what you do on a daily basis in, 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 as far as an as, asthma educator. Absolutely. Um, and I think what's so exciting about what the work that I get to do is it's so different. Every day is different. Um, I work beyond the walls of the hospital, even though my role within the Player Center has changed a lot because of COVID. But as an asthma educator, my job is to make sure that kids stay out of the hospital. And so they have an understanding about what their asthma looks like, how to use their medications, Um just making sure that they have a plan. I think it's so important to be able to have a relationship with your patient and understand what their barriers may look like. We work very closely with the school health nurses in Duval County and our in our surrounding counties. That way, if a child is admitted to the hospital for an asthma exacerbation, that there's follow-up with the school health nurse, with the school themselves, to make sure that the child has recently been admitted and what that plan, again, looks like for that. That's that patient and that student returning back to the school setting. Um, we work very closely with physicians' offices in addition to the hospital, um, the pediatricians that are in our community. Um, we have the privilege to take part every year along with JSMP and the Moors um, with our student um, back to school physicals, which is something that I really enjoy each and every year being again able to have a dialogue with the athlete and making sure they understand what their role looks like in their disease process and that that plan is executed correctly. Um, so we get to do a lot of different things. But again, the ultimate goal is to keep that patient, that student, that athlete out of the hospital and making sure they can thrive every day, not only on the athletic field, but also in the classroom. Excellent, Carrie. Such a comprehensive program and something that I'm very proud uh, to at least share some some office space with you. Uh, it's been a pleasure uh, working beside you and, and getting to know a little bit more about asthma and how we can do better uh, on our sports fields at, at keeping kids safe. So once again, I want to give you a shout out. Thank you for uh, joining us today. Very educational um, we'll make sure that our audience gets your contact information should they have any additional questions or, or they can get them through our office uh, and we can feed them uh, off to you uh, for some great responses. So once again, thank you for joining us today. I hope to have you on in a future session and, and we can 
uh, delve a little bit more into the asthma, uh, you know, the, the chronic uh, disease process and, and talk a little bit more about that. We can, you know, bring in some of our athletic trainers who have uh, experienced uh, asthma situations out on their sports fields and, and maybe do a little round table. So until then, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, really appreciate your time and, and have a, a blessed new year. And uh, hopefully 2021 is going to, to thrive for us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a good year, everyone. We hope that you have enjoyed today's episode, and we thank those who have worked hard to produce our show. But it shouldn't stop there. Think about what we have talked about and what you have learned from our broadcast today and how we can implement these strategies to improve safety in youth sports. Remember to subscribe to the Youth Sports Safety Update podcast and live stream brought to you by the Jacksonville Sports Medicine Program. Tell a friend about our program. Visit our website for more important information, write a review or submit questions, even consider donating to help support our program and the programs that we are offering to our community. Thank you for your time today. The Jacksonville Sports Medicine Program is dedicated to youth sports safety through awareness, advocacy and injury prevention. Today's show was produced by Mr. Jim Mackey. I'm your host, Bob Sefcik. Thank you for your interest in our program and for joining us today.